find uh, the UFC 253 fight card in general without zoning in any of the fights? Uh, were you excited about it going into it? Did it deliver what you're expecting? Mm. Thoughts? Um, going in, very excited. High expectations. And looking back, I think it didn't exceed but met them. You know, can't be, can't complain. Very exciting stuff. I think throughout the card. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate. That. I think. I think it was an yeah. interesting card. Um, there was a lot of hype around it. Um, I also won't touch on any of the fights. Some of them didn't deliver uh, as much as we hoped to, but they just helped us to reaffirm um, some fan favorites. Probably created some new legends and heroes uh, on the way uh, going mm. forward. Uh, but that said, obviously, yeah. let's let's now zone in on a couple of the fights. It doesn't really a stacked card in terms of very good names that you can have a proper conversation about, um, you know, unless you are really, really a diehard fan. Um, and then people like Kai yeah. Kavo will come into mind and his fight was also crazy. Um, you know, the fight before... The yeah, fight of the night. The fight of the night, I think it was. But I want to zone in on um, Blakovich versus Reyes. What were your thoughts going into that fight? Who were you rooting for? Um, and, uh, you know, were you... Do you think it's justice that uh, the veteran did it over the rookie? Well, not not exactly mm. a rookie, but you know, I mean, in terms of number of fights, yeah, the, yeah. the young one, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Initial thoughts going in: wanted Jan to win, you know, things like thirty-seven, veteran, better story, you know, first uh, male Polish champion, you know, to add a, they say the, bring a queen. For the Queen Joanna, bring a king to Poland. I think that's a great story. I was definitely rooting for Jan. Going in, I didn't think he had much of a chance against the athletic counterpuncher that I thought Reyes was. And yeah, I was completely wrong. I think I may have overestimated Reyes entirely. And yourself? No, I think you and a lot of people actually had it. If you remember our chat on WhatsApp, I was actually telling you that I'd put my money on Jan, but I wasn't also, you know, very convinced. So I was not literally going to put it. But I just had a feeling that he'd have too much for Reyes. But the fight actually didn't go as I thought it would. I didn't think um, there would be a stoppage. I thought these guys were going to slug it out and there was going to be a, br- a bloody bruising battle. Um, like a, a long war. A long war. I thought it was going to be something, you know, something to mimic uh, Adesanya uh, Castellum, you know. That was also for a vacant mm. interim title, of course, but this one was the actual title. But I really thought that these guys had a lot in the gas tank. They had also a lot to prove. They needed to put on a show because without John Jones, you know, there is a possibility that the light heavyweight might actually die a slow death. And, you know, with, within the UFC from exactly, history, that yeah. has always been the premier division. Right now, it's the lightweight, um, the light division, the lightweight division with Habib and all those names mm. in there. And I was thinking, you know, obviously there's a lot of exciting names. Um, Anthony Smith was exciting until his last loss to Glover Teixeira. Uh, you've got Thiago Santos in there. You've got Dominic Reyes and Jan and a couple of other guys who are outside yeah. the top five. So I was thinking that it's going to be a big show, you know, it's just going to be fireworks and, you know, a christening of sorts. But um, I won't be disappointed by Jan winning. Because in the way, in the manner that he did, um, there was a, a big chat uh, on the Ariel Helwani show. But I think he was hosting Brett Okamoto and uh, Chael Sonnen. And they're talking about how Jan does not have a presence 
of a champion and he's not the man who can carry the division based on his personality. Even his post-fight uh, you know, interview wasn't ex- as exciting as it was, but I'd prefer that style champion as opposed to a brash uh, Reyes. I really think like Reyes is overconfident. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I beef with him a little bit because I'm such a John Jones fan and he was talking a lot of smack, but I don't think so because I still love DC and he took, you know, a lot of digs at John Jones over the years. So, you know, I just think it was a nice fight to watch. Um, I think Jan delivered. Reyes was looked out of his depth. Um, the kick to the to the ribs just seemed to be his kryptonite. Yeah. And he couldn't... Uh, and he did nothing he did about nothing it. About, he couldn't block. He couldn't walk him down. Because if you're walking a guy down, he's not going to kick you in the ribs. It's probably going to go for your leg as well. So... I don't know. What did you see yeah. in that fight? What what went wrong for for Reyes? Um, I think it's just he didn't pull the trigger with the the counter punching, which I thought was the that was the key, I guess. Oh, that's where his advantages lied, because Jan can get sloppy, especially when he's like throwing those extended combinations and when he's like walking you down, throwing punches. I thought that was a great avenue for Reyes to like actually connect, but he didn't throw, and yeah, he just hesitated. Mm-hmm. I think just the maybe the occasion, maybe like a underestimating Jan possibly. No, I think I think you you're right. I think it, it did have a hint of you know underestimating Jan to an extent. Um, I think also there was a uh, you know also a you know, a brashness, the arrogance that, you know what, I went five rounds with, with yeah. John Jones. I'm definitely going to make sure that, you know, I finish you on my terms because that fight, he was more motivated. And I think someone did say something, I think it was Shell Sonnen who was also saying that when you fight a fight like um, Reyes did versus Jones and you see that you were taken to the deep waters and you couldn't keep keep your head up in the fifth round, you never want to go back to that place again. And probably Reyes was looking uh. to reserve his energy before going on, you know, uh, before attacking um, Jan with all that he had on offer. But I think the, there needs to be a fine line. If there's anything we can take from UFC 253 is that there needs to be a timeline between fighting the way you fight and fighting in a way that can help you win. Because the two guys at the top of the yeah, card exactly. all showed that they wilted away from fighting the way that they fight and that actually cost them their fights. Um, so, yeah. What next for Jan? Do you think, you know, he was right to call back, uh, to call John Jones out? You know, they've had all these, had this day, they had an epic stay down last year uh, when Jan was back to, you know, getting back mm. to himself. And uh, what do you think um, for Jan? Is it John Jones or does he have to maybe deal with the win of Teixeira versus uh, Thiago Santos? Well, I think it was a great idea. Because truly, even against Reyes, I thought Reyes won the fight, but it was close. Like, John is declining. You know, age catches up to everybody. Now's the perfect time to sort of close the chapter because there'll always be the question, you know, the John Jones question in this division. That's the perfect call-out, I think, for Jan. I don't think he's getting the fight, though. He's probably getting the win of Santos and Teixeira. That's the most likely, I think, future for the division. Probably. No, I think, think so. I think so. I agree with you. I think there's no way John Jones is going to come back to light heavyweight 
especially because there is for Yarn, for Yarn number one, especially. number two, there is a you know a competitive beef there. There's no bad blood. If we're talking about Adesanya yeah. being Yarn, then probably he would say, "I want to come back, beat this guy, and then go go ahead and become a two division champ." But I think with what John Jones exactly. has achieved, yeah. there's nothing that he can come back and do at light heavyweight. Would he face Yan if he ever gets to become the heavyweight champion and try and uh, be the second man behind DC? Correct me if I'm wrong. If I don't think anyone else has been uh, held those two belts in those two divisions, um, and probably he'll come yeah. back and say, you know what, I did what DC did. Yes, maybe if Yan holds on to it, that mm, will happen. Exactly. But I think, regardless of who's ha- who has it, even if it's at some point Yan loses it to Tiago Santos or to Dominic Reyes in the future, I still think after John Jones. If he ever gets to capture the heavyweight title, he will come back to light heavyweight uh, just to become a double, uh, you know, a double champ and then walk away from from there. Yeah. And speaking of championships, um, you know, undisputed championships, Adesanya versus Costa. Your thoughts uh, on the, your thoughts yeah. on that fight? How pissed were you uh, to see that? You know the way that Ades- <laughs> uh, the way that the. Uh, Paulo Costa decided to, to fight. Costa. You know, it reminded me of, of, of your Romero. And if you remember, Paulo mm. Costa kept on calling out Easy, telling him that he fought a, he fought a weak guy who wasn't willing to fight. He was running away. He was running away. Exactly, and I think yeah. it was the first round where Easy actually pointed at uh, Paulo Costa and told him, your Romero, you know, and uh, then yeah, Paulo exactly. Costa did exactly what Romero was doing. <laughs> And he was joking around, and you know, by that time, I think he was starting to take out, take apart his leg, and he did nothing. Yeah, I think at that moment it was—I don't want to say it was over, but the signs mm-hmm. were there. It was now just desperation towards basically from Paulo, I think at least. So, what do you think it is about just, Israel Adesanya that makes fighters not want to fight their way? Because we saw with your Romero, a guy who's always on the front foot, pressing gas. He had an epic battle with Paulo Costa as well, uh, just before Paul Costa hurt his bicep. And I think that was his last, that was your Romero's last fight before fighting for the title against Easy. And both of these yeah. big marauding figures seemed to be starstruck against the quotes, uh, skinny guy in quotes, um, that is Adesanya. Yeah. What do you think it is about Adesanya that makes people pause and think and probably overthink what they should be doing when they face him? I think, I mean, just going into the fight, all the skinny tones really never held weight for me. I mean, he's 6'4". I mean, he's a big guy, you know. And so, and I think they know it. There's, the tones are great, but they just, I, I think they respect the power. They respect the counter-punching. And you have to do something about it. Now, looking at the different game plans, you all kind of had the, the better plan because you kind of just like stood there and mm-hmm. did nothing, offered no information whatsoever, and then looked for the counter punch for the using his yes. power. Whereas, I mean, I, I, I rewatched the fight, this one, the Paulo mm-hmm. Costa one, and he, he, I guess, went against his style way more than Romero did. And he was like, biting with every feint. He wasn't really... It was, it was very strange. It was just, yeah. I mean, you would have had a better chance if you actually just stood there. Like Romero yeah, did I, I, told you, I hear you, but I'm just trying to think about 
the two things that we saw these these two fighters do, mm. and or rather allow Easy to do, great distance control. So Paulo Costa allowed Easy to still maintain that distance. I remember when Easy would try for a leg kick, Paulo Costa would dodge and smile and then come back exactly to that same spot, eat two or three leg kicks, mm. dodge the fourth, and you saw what his leg looked like when, when, when the fight was over. And Easy also yeah, kept exactly. on pointing out and saying, did you see what I did to his legs? And that's something that Paulo Costa allowed as well. He allowed Easy to get easy leg um, outside leg kicks um, to his lead leg and something that was always going to affect someone who's, mm. uh, you know, who's a fighter that was a forward fighter because now if you if you force him to change his stance and change his lead leg, he can't come at you with ferocity. So that means even if Paulo Costa thought yeah. he was going to have an advantage in the third, fourth rounds, or rather he would come then and start attacking, how would he when his leg was so chopped up like that? So why would they give him so much distance control and allow the taller man with the taller with the longer reach to have distance control and also give up the leg, the lead leg like that. Exactly. I just think, like you said, like the the whole like the intriguing part of the, like the going up to the fight was he's not gonna bat on the face. He doesn't care. He doesn't respect the power. He's gonna just walk forward and keep pressuring and throwing in volume. He went conservatively, which meant staying in range a little bit more. You can't kickbox with Izzy. Like, Paulo's good, but he's not like mm-hmm. Israel, right? The leg, couldn't do anything about the leg kicks. Leg is gone. Then when he tried to pressure, it wasn't very aggressive, but Israel just, like, escaped went away from the cage, and it was just like a perfect storm of everything that could go wrong for Paolo. I think by the end of the first round, he was probably just confused because leg is damaged, I can't pressure, I can't work at range. And, and yeah, even if I do go inside know. the phone booth, I'm probably going to miss this guy because he moves his head so fast. Is that what they're afraid of? Are they afraid of expanding energy, trying to, 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 land, to land a fist on, the, on, on Easy's head? I think, I think what you said earlier is the overthinking, which is, I think it might have been the counter-punching as opposed to just the defensive of wasting energy. Just to, He will hit you, and he, he will make you pay if you don't really, like, if you're not defensively sound yourself, which Paolo really isn't. But then that sort of froze him into something he can't win, basically. That's what I think. So I think it's not really about wasting energy. I think it was just, yeah, paying more respect than he made mm-hmm. it see to Israel. Well, I, think, I, I think I agree with you there. I think I agree with you um, with regards to that. And now, so when we look at what Adesanya has managed to do, um, over the span of his uh, MMA career, he's managed to remain undefeated mm. against two very scary guys that he has taken uh, the initiative to call out on his own without anyone, mm. you know, suggesting that he should yeah. or anything of that sort. Um, now, the next question becomes, obviously, we know who's next, right? Uh, it, it, wow. It's Jared Kalinier. Of course, he still needs to win 
win his fight. Say, obviously, he, he yes. still needs to win mm, his fight, yeah. of course. Uh, something that we cannot take take away from uh, from Robert Whittaker. I I, I back uh, Kananir to win, uh, but I think you know with Robert Whittaker, that's a legitimate warrior right there um, that he you need to put exactly. his foot forward. But what do we need to see uh, from, from you know from the next man up? How does the next man up approach the pro- the fight? Oof, it's tough. I don't. So I mean, if you look at Jared, who's if he beats Robert, ah, I think probably now the next most intriguing matchup is a pure grappler, aggressive wrestler, persistent grappler. That's probably because striking. But do you believe? Yeah, do you believe? Do you believe Adesanya when he now, says Jared, he also wants a grappler because, um, you know, he he feels that he, he's got skills to show. And he was saying in the post-fight that he was hoping uh, Paulo Costa would try. Um, I don't think so. I don't think... Um, I mean, it's possible because in reality, you technically could be a white belt as Paulo called him, and actually have incredible skills. Even, uh, you know, maybe just didn't get the belt. It doesn't really mean too much. But I think Izzy will welcome a grappler because, as we've seen, his takedown defense is superb. And, yeah. So, if he can then stop the takedowns, then he will destroy them on the feet. So, all bases are sort of covered. Unless you have an incredible grappler who can sort of throw a spanner in the works in that sense. But if I look at the division, that might be just Hermanson only. And maybe Chris Weidman. So, and I don't have too much confidence in those names. Or like the current version of Weidman at least. But yeah. So you I think see even if it's Cannoneer, he won't... He won't do it because he's also not, um, well, he's never fortified that he's been forced to showcase his grappling skills, if I can put it that way. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm, maybe I'm not too familiar with Cannon. Yeah, I've seen his last, I think, three fights, but they've all been on the feet. So I presume, especially because he's so athletic and powerful, especially like the leg kicks as well, that he's a striker predominantly. So, I mean, on the feet, yeah, I can't take anyone but Israel. I think that's, that's, that's going to be a very good yeah, matchup to see. Yeah. But I think if Cannonier, so if, if he does face Cannonier or Whitaker, and if he wins, what next for, for Adesanya? Oh, he has to. Maybe one more. Because I think Hermanson and Darren Till are fighting. So maybe one more. But you have to look upwards to maybe double and possibly so, even triple champ status. Because I agree with you there. I think if That's the, if he does beat the, the winner of Cannoneer, um, uh, you know, and uh, Whitaker, I do not think that there's any need for him to fight the winner of Darren Till or Hermanson. Uh, with all due respect, I do know that he did speak about the Joker. Yeah. 
um, himself, you know, uh, he Israel did speak about him when he spoke mm. about Kananir as well. But you can put either one of those fighters in the ring and excite us as UFC fans. Uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Unless maybe they sign someone, they sign someone uh, from outside, exactly. maybe someone yeah, who's true. tearing it up in another promotion like Bellator, as they did with the gentleman who's the stand-in fighter for Habib versus Gaethje. Um yeah, yeah. So it, unless they do that, yes. and they give us someone who yeah, that, yeah. that that guy is exciting, you know. I even had to look him up um, and watch a couple of his fights. But I mean, in the middleweight division, if he does walk past Kananir yeah, uh, or Uteka again, then I don't think there's anything how left for him to do. I would say he would probably not vacate his title, but say, you know what, you guys form your own semifinals. When you the best four are done with each other, call me back and I'm moving up to exactly. light heavyweight or something like that. Yeah, because I mean there'll be still tons of guys. Do you see him Carlos, being in... especially for a rematch? Yeah. Probably not happening. Your is gonna be fine. I was thinking your is there. The loser of Rob and Jared will still be vying for a shot. Like we said, till um, Hermanson, the Joker. There's still Derek Branson, possibly, if he starts surging as well. Kelvin Gastelum, I mean, I'm sure he's still dreaming of a title. So there's lots of guys that, while wow, he's sorting sort themselves out, fighting yeah. some big points. Yeah, no, I think I think that works. They I can think sort themselves out. Yeah, exactly. Is maybe a, a bit of a round robin. You know, 2021, uh, or rather the half of 2021. If I think we can see Adesanya back in the ring, what you know, he loves being active. Mm. I think by ne- March next year, we'll probably have um, have him versus Kanonia or him versus He'll be back. Yeah, uh, Whitaker, and then the rest of the year must just be people sorting themselves out and creating some form of a picking order, while he maybe probably ventures into into the heavy, light heavyweight division. Because I'd also like to see him, uh, you know, against a couple of guys. I'd like to see yeah. a, a bigger and uh, you know grimmer Adesanya. Facing Thiago Santos and his power, um, you know, I would like to see him versus uh, Dominic Reyes, for example. That, I think that would be more exciting than Adesanya versus the Joker. But you know, mm. one other critical thing that that's going to lead me into into the next question, <laughs> yeah. but also based on Adesanya, was how big is the coach's uh, vote in what fight his fighter takes? Because Adesanya in his post match conference did actually say. Uh, when asked about John Jones, he did say that he'd try and continue, you know, sit down and talk with Eugene and see if they can go for John Jones next. Something that John Jones did mm. uh, ridicule yeah. uh, him on Twitter, saying, "If you need, uh, if you've been saying you've been re- you've been ready all this time, and now you still need Eugene's uh, say so." You know, obviously, I was just being a bit nasty. But my question to you is, how much of a coach's influence <laughs> do you think goes into, you know, what? Let's go and ask for this guy as opposed to Diana White fixing it. So I'm just trying to say, all those call-outs we see after matches, do, do you think those fighters talk? Hmm. Do you, yeah, do you think they've already spoken about it? How much okay, of it is Go in, beat this effort. guy, call out that next guy, or what happens? I think uh, probably every fighter at least consults his team, at least if they have like a, a reasonable bond, you know. You know, if a fighter is just at a big gym, maybe not. Like, I'm thinking of, like, the guys are like American top team, maybe like Dustin, Jorge, and Joanna, and all those guys. 
maybe they don't get such a big input because, you know, I guess they may be established and the team is very big and maybe they don't have such close bonds, as close bonds possibly, for example. Whereas guys are city kickboxing. With Eugene as the dad. There's that very strong family vibe that you get. So maybe they... Exactly, yeah. So uh, they may consult mm. more. And maybe take the input much more. I guess it might depend, right. but I and, think and at to least... the other question that I asked, do you think they speak about yeah. these things, you know? Because um, it's not like football, where you know if we beat Manchester United this week, definitely next week we're playing Everton, come what may, you know? Even, there's, even if an earthquake destroys the Everton Stadium, mm. a reserve venue yeah. can be found. But I mean, do you think that these guys have a calendar in which they've discussed? In which they've discussed to say, you know what, after this guy, it has to Ooh, be that guy yeah. or that guy. And if Dana White doesn't give us, we're going to call him out after the fight. Yeah, I think so. I really do like... You see guys higher than you, higher ranked, who have good matchups, who you could possibly get the fight. Mm-hmm. I think you could have three, four, like a ladder of sorts, all the way up to the to someone mm-hmm. you can't choose, like the champion. You know, if you want the belt, for example. Like I think there's definitely a because even with Paulo Costa, Israel was talking before as if it was a great matchup. They were very happy about it. So, you know, that's always going to play a part. And I think they all think about it. And yeah, I hear you. I think they always have at least one. We've seen so much of a trend in which these fighters seem to always know who they want next. And yeah, maybe they speak about it uh, while they're preparing for someone else Mm. or because everybody studies film nowadays in any sport. And probably they know and see themselves uh, against yeah. fighter X, Y, and Z. And they know that, you know what, after this fight. And you usually see it from the guys who are trying to get, who maybe the unranked guys who are trying to get ranked in the top 15. Or the guys who are outside the top 10 who want to make a run at the title where you beat the, the guy who's ranked 11. Yeah. And you ask for the guy who's ranked 8. Um, like Kamat Chaev. Um, I don't know if we can use him as an example, but he's calling exactly. on everybody. I think I saw a tweet, him tweeting that, give me the skinny guy, <laughs> meaning to, to Alexander. Yeah. He's, he's calling about everybody. I wouldn't be shocked if Triple C comes and back and that guy puts himself up and says, you know what, I'm willing, I'm willing to, I'm, I'll, I'll cut the weight and the height. To, yeah, I'll there. cut the weight. <laughs> and, 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 and do my thing with that guy. But now, yeah, just exactly. to close, another thing that I wanted us to touch on was, um, or is rather, Poria McGregor. Um, you know, they did, they seem like they've shook hands on a charity bout uh, with, uh, without, uh, with a catch weight, um, so no weight limit, uh, mm. but still with unified uh, MMA rules. Uh, that is obviously going to, I think the majority of the press, mm. uh, it will still be sold on pay, pay, uh, pay-per-view, but the majority of the press will be going to the Good Fight Foundation, which is Dustin Poirier's foundation, um, and a couple of uh, foundations that Conor McGregor is going to choose. I don't know if yeah. he's doing this so that we forget some of his misdemeanors that he's been pulling uh, over the last couple of years or if yeah or if yep. he really thinks you know yeah. I think Connor would have consulted with uh, coach Kavner on this one 
Um, this is also a strange one because I think when you're at the top, the pool is so limited that only certain names would even be valuable for your title claims. So I think you just have to be... This isn't a perfect matchup. This isn't the best. But I think I could beat Dustin. And he's actually, you know, a big enough name. So I think... And I mean, Connor is still an elite fighter. So, yeah. I think they definitely, him and Coach Kevin okay. are saying, Before I ask you let's if do, you let's pull the ever see it happening, um, I just want to find out from you. Do you think Connor was really serious when he asked Dana White for Diego <laughs> Sanchez as his next fight? Did you see, did you see he leaked the text messages <laughs> that Dana was not proud, happy about it? I, no Speaking way. about bro it's code impossible. and even ladies yeah, know you exactly. don't share texts from a guy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's the thing. The, 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 the text for me made Connor look so much worse. Okay, I mean, no, let's... Uh-huh. No, I did, I did, I did. Every, everybody did saying, please, Diego, no more. Ariel Hawani, Charles Sonnen, thousands and millions of fans are actually calling out for him to say, you know what, you've done so much for the sport. We respect you. We love you. Stop it. Put a stop to it. We love Give you. Me. Exactly. LA of all places. And is like, Why at least didn't LA. he have the Diego Sanchez fight <laughs> as a re, uh, as a charity match? fight headline. Uh, Dustin Poirier in LA. Uh, but do you think the UFC is going to allow this charity fight to happen? <laughs> Dana is a Republican. I don't think he's, he's all for charity. <laughs> um, I think they'll do everything in their power to not make it happen, not let it happen. Mm-hmm. Now that's just the question. What is what is in their contract? Definitely, yes. Um, of course they can't fight the Peloton. Yeah, the EFC or some promotion or like EFC here or in or somewhere in Russia or something. But like, we just go to Ireland, a gym there. People order it online. This could be like a glorified training session or sparring match for charity. But if hmm, but, but, you know, but if it's a charity bout, does that, that mean it goes on your record? Possibly? It does, right? Who knows? <laughs> but it was so against anybody's record. <laughs> yeah, because it seems Connor that's really right. wants this. Because he did tell Dustin, "I'll pay flights and accommodation for you and hmm, your that's a great question. and your team. Let's get it done." Or do you think that the, the both these guys are trying to bait, um, you know, Dana but, and the UFC to actually step in and say, "Okay, oh, come bring this thing to our card. Hmm. We'll donate a specific figure to." the Good Fight Foundation and yeah. other charities and we'll see this happen. And this happens on our bankroll. Hmm. And that's a great question. I feel like it might not go on their professional record. Yeah, no, but like so we close. know, for example, if Connor beat Dustin, we'll know, you know? Like if I just call out Habib in like to fight in a backyard and then I, I'm more Habib, <laughs> I feel like Dana no, but but, like, but what I actually, actually mean is, like, do you think they are baiting the UFC yeah, like, to actually say, no, 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 you guys don't fight in in, in Dublin. Come, let's host this um, as the fight, you know, the final fight card of the year in December. I think the fi- the final fight card of December is is what Las Vegas. Yeah. Or at least Con. Yeah, I think it's in Las Vegas. Yeah. So uh, don't usually, don't you yeah. think they're trying to end for, be for that? 
Like because it would be a win for Dustin, who didn't fight, who's not fighting Tony Ferguson uh, soon, uh, because he needs more money or he deserves, he believes he deserves as a former champion, he deserves uh, more money every time he steps in the ring. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a you can't lose because let's say we're serious, we're gonna possibly do it. But Dana comes and says, "I want it." I'm probably going to earn more money. I can still send 500k to the good fight and pocket some for myself. Who wins, though? Who do you think wins? Oh, we just go to... We know who won the first fight. Like you're saying, Wikipedia doesn't forget. And that was... Thankfully, it wasn't in the backyard. We we saw it all happen. Mm. Before you comment, before you comment, (laughs) have you seen how Connor looks Um, like 2015, 16 Connor now? He posted a picture. He looks. He looks. He looks mean. True. He looks. He looks mean like like he used to. He looks mean and hungry like, like he used to. Yeah, and the gym, I don't know if yeah, that yeah. proves that he's hungry, or if it will show. But I think a loss to Dustin will be devastating. But go ahead. Who do you think wins this fight? Oof, I'm a bit biased because, like, Dustin's one of my favorite fighters. So, but I mean. The last time we saw Conor he was beating up Cowboy, right? Now, Dustin's been more active, fighting tougher competition. And his only poor performances against Habib. Well, of course, he got more, but still, right? You have like Eddie Alvarez, Justin, Max Holloway on there. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, those are long wars, lots of damage. That is a problem in itself. I would pick Dustin just off of form and activity. But, I mean, Connor's Mystic Mac. Right. right. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't still know. I think, I think when exactly. it's all booked, I'll, I'll make my pick. But I feel, I, f- I feel Dustin has a chance. And I feel it's do or die for Connor. <laughs> because even if it's not going to go on your record, that would mean Connor has lost what? Two of his two two of his last three, right? Because he beat Cowboy, but lost to Habib before then. So that would be so he would have lost oh, two sorry, of his yeah. last three and three yeah, of his last five, correct? Even though I mentioned because he lost Diaz, one Diaz, lost Habib, one yes. Cowboy. Yeah, and if he loses this one, that's three or five. And if this guy is the guy that we all wanted to be you know, on the forebear of, of, of the sport in general, like we wish he is, you know, I don't think he can still, I think he should go full-time into business if he loses it. And I don't know what that pressure can do to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that and, kind uh, of pressure can do. Because I think that's well. the type of yeah. pressure that can either break you or make you. And, uh, you know, yeah. So I, I, I would go with Connor because I'm just hope. I know he's been in high pressure situations um, you know, um, and delivered. So I think I'll go with him for now, but we'll see. We'll see when it's all booked, and also maybe and hear Dustin top, speaking yeah. and see how motivated he is. But you know, you can't really read Dustin. He's just a laid back uh, Miami guy. Who exactly. Really... <laughs> yeah. So it'll be always hard to read that one. But in closing, <laughs> yeah, talk to me about UFC two uh, two fifty four. Uh, just want to talk about that that main fight. Any are you are you leaning with one side, Gaethje, Habib, 
what do you think we're going to see? I know it's too early. I'm sure we're going to speak about it a bit more, maybe the week before and maybe two weeks before. But what are your thoughts as of today? You know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. As of right now, it's, it's so tough to resist just going for the potential huge upset. But like, I think there are things Justin is both good at and can do that could upset Habib on the feet and footwork, defensive wrestling. So I'll go, I'll take the leap right now and predict potential. I, I hear you. I agree with you. But, and I know uh, Justin is an NCAA, NCAA, a Division One wrestler, right? But we haven't seen him wrestle in a while. Are you not worried about that? Because mm. I know what they say. You know, once you've wrestled, so obviously it's in the back of his mind. It's in his DNA. He knows how to defend. I'm sure you can switch Khabib on his back as well and, you know, try and uh, use the defense like what we're expecting Tony Ferguson to do to say he will allow exactly, Khabib to take yeah. him down on the ground but he will make sure that Khabib doesn't get to maul him uh, and he'll try and turn that defense that Khabib's offense into defense which becomes his offense but can we really say that he can hang with the best because Khabib is the best at that yeah it's it's such a weird one because we don't know, like you said. He literally does not wrestle. And I don't think anyone or has people haven't frequently tried to take him down. So it's actually a great mystery, which might add more to the intrigue because even if he has like mm-hmm. been defending takedowns this whole time, nobody's like Habib, you know. So even a great defensive wrestlers. Like even Dustin had pretty good takedown defense, and true, it just all falls apart, right? True, true. So, and if there's really one thing that I've heard from Justin Gage so far is he really wants to punish yeah. Khabib and make him bleed. And I think when I wrote Khabib, I also spoke about we also need to see Khabib's blood. Is it green? Is it blue? Is it purple? We we haven't seen the man bleed. We've only seen him. You know, <laughs> I think yeah. Justin is actually talking Another about mystery. that. Yeah, exactly. Something I always thought: if Dustin Poirier could make Habib bleed, that could make him angry, piss him off, and maybe throw him off his game because he's so calm, calculated. Mm. Even when he was trash talking with Corner, it wasn't like he's trash talking like he's going to lose his mind and you know get a, have a lapse in concentration. It was more, "I'm your daddy," you know, <laughs> and. I'm, yeah, I'm still the boss here in this ring. So what do you think? Do you yeah, think exactly. Gaethje can be the first man to make? Because he is a human highlight. Gaethje, one, make Khabib And number two, one, a, a, a decent person. Because that would, that would favor Gaethje, right? Yeah, exactly. Oof, it's a tough one. I don't think so. I also think Khabib just strikes me as someone who's also super durable. So I think that that might that myth might just mm. go with his career. We'll just we'll never know. But 
I do think Justin could, for a decent amount of time, keep it on their feet. It's what happens when that's all, you know, while they're still standing. Because Dustin Poirier, for example, yeah, he looked like he sort of panicked and the pressure got to him and he didn't really, wasn't composed on the feet. So didn't even take it, like any advantage of what should have it been. It seems like everybody, like I think Habib has got that Adesanya effect, right? Or is it, is it, is it, is it the effect that we see from the undisputed? Because what Adesanya has seemed to do to fighters in his last two fights is what John Jones has always seemed to, to do, right? Um, Anthony Smith came in, Lionheart, he's definitely going to give John Jones a run for his money, wilted away. Tiago Santos, yes, he did injure his knee, but also just before he did that, he wasn't Tiago Santos. He seemed like he was, you know, very similar to what Paulo Costa was doing. Yes, he was busy swinging, but he didn't put the his mm. best foot forward. And that's what we saw from Conor McGregor as well, you know. Um, is there an air of invincibility that you feel when you go into this ring with this dominant yeah. champions like Adesanya, Habib, and, and John Jones? First, that's the first question. The second question would be, do you think people don't? Do you think Habib, Habib is a powerful striker? Because it seems when he punches these guys, they really get scared to stay on their feet, right? You remember he sat down corner. I think he also sat down Poirier as well when they exchanged mm. quite a little bit, and Poirier didn't look like he wanted any more of that. Mm. Um, to answer the first question, I do think there's that pressure that comes with fighting these guys because mm. you look at film and nothing's worked. So now what do you do? Then you start doing, maybe you step away from your conventional game. You start maybe overthinking, pick the wrong game plan, and then it all just goes south from there. And then in terms of Khabib striking, mm. I mean, Khabib is not a bad striker at all. Because we don't see enough of it. One. So, Exactly. But, he, I mean, he's improved leaps and bounds. If you watch, like, some of his earlier fights, it looks much, much sloppier than it is now. So, yeah, I think people probably underrated a little bit. But his wrestling is just so good that you can't help that his striking mm. is dwarfed in comparison. Well, Julian, thank you so much for your time today, man. Uh, let's yeah. do this again. Hopefully we'll have the... And they can listen into what we've been talking about, and then hopefully they can rebuttal us and debate us on our takes. But so yeah. you're saying, Justin with a shocker, um, the Dustin with the win over over McGregor. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying I think Justin, uh, Justin Connor, yeah. could <laughs> potentially shock us. I'm not choosing anyone there, but with McGregor, I've really put I'll, I'll put my money down on that one. If if you ask me to, brother. Oof. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Julian. Thank you. It's gonna be very. Definitely. I can't wait for. I can't wait for it's October. Gonna be, it's gonna be very. Definitely no. That's the premier division right what now. It has been for a couple of years. So, but yeah. before I go, sorry, I know I've I've said that it's time to go. But Tony Ferguson, what happens to him? Dustin Poirier didn't want to fight him, not because he fears him, but Dana White is not giving him enough money for his troubles. Uh, what next? Yeah. Oh, tough one. He's sort of in no man's land because those are the basically the guys around him. Mm-hmm. He's sort of going to end up fighting like Dan Hooker or something. 
I think. And yeah, that's the who did Dan Walker to lose, get lost back to his, lose to his last, in his last fight? That's probably his only option at this point. He lost to Poirier, right? Yeah, so but that was just then. So yeah, Poirier lost to Poirier. So you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's all there or thereabouts. No, yeah. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. But yeah, right. thank you so much for your time, man. Cool.